Well, I want to give us a few words to ponder tonight. Uh, if you'll look again at that last passage that we read, the fifth lesson, uh, the one that Stacy just read to us from Luke chapter 2, uh, I want to point out a few things there for your thoughts. Uh, I don't know how uh, the Christmas message is hitting you this year. Do you know what I mean by that? Like sometimes it hits us and it amazes us. Uh, we're, we're struck with wonder. Uh, other times it comes by and it sort of seems to get lost in all the other things that the holiday season brings. Uh, as you get older, I feel like it gets harder uh, to have a sense of awe and wonder about things, uh, anything really, uh, but especially something like this. Isn't that right? I don't think I'm being harsh on the older folks uh, among us. I would class myself as older too. Uh, <laughs> We have a hard time. We have a hard time finding that wonder. I remember as a kid, every Christmas, uh, I lived here in Mulberry, but south, down in the country. And uh, if y'all know anything about down there, down in Bradley Junction area, uh, Shakora is the proper name of where I, I grew up. There's a street called Bethlehem Road. Bethlehem Road. And right alongside Bethlehem Road, there's a, an old mining uh, hill, a berm. Uh, that's been covered in grass over the years, and back when I was a kid at least, there was cows always on that hill, uh, lowing, if you will, out in the fields. And I remember how magical it was to me every Christmas Eve, riding from, whether it was my aunt's house or wherever we were, my, my Meemaw's house, riding down that road, and it was called Bethlehem Road, and there's a grassy hill, and there's the animals lowing, and just thinking about what it might have been that night when the angels came and woke the shepherds up. Now, I've got to tell you, the older I've gotten, the harder it is to fight for that same feeling. I'll admit to you, I have to fight to have a feeling of, of joy and excitement sometimes. Well, in the passage that Stacy read last, Mary, Jesus' mother, provides, like she often does, a great example of how to fight for wonder. Uh, it says there in the verses, the, angel, uh, the shepherds, when they saw it, uh, came immediately to Bethlehem. You can see that there. Uh, if you look at verse, um, at verse 17 and 18, they went over to Bethlehem. They found Mary and Joseph and the newborn baby sitting there in swaddling clothes in the manger. And as they began to tell uh, Mary, Joseph, and all the rest that were there, probably other people were gathered there, they began to tell what they had seen out on the hill, on the grassy knoll, there along Bethlehem Road in Bethlehem, it says everybody was amazed. Did you see that? Everybody was amazed as they said it. Everybody was filled with wonder. But it says, notice, verse 19, it's not printed for you, so you've got to just see it in your mind's eye. But Mary treasured up these things in her heart and pondered them. I want to tell you this, this evening, there is a difference between amazement and wonder which seems to fade as years goes on and treasuring something in your heart and pondering it as time goes on. Knowing Jesus' true worth comes from the last one and not so much the first one. Let me explain a little bit about that. Uh, first of all, that word wonder there that's used is used so many times in the New Testament, all the time. It's used in the Gospels over and over again, and it's interesting. It's not always used positively. Uh, there are times Jesus is amazed. There are times people are amazed at Jesus. There are times Jesus' enemies are amazed, and therefore they hate Jesus. 
In other words, in the Bible, it's no big deal to be amazed. To just simply be amazed at the story of Christmas is not really that big a deal. You can be amazed at Jesus, but yet not know his true worth or value in your life. In fact, there were people who were so amazed at Jesus in a bad way that they actually started to try to plot to kill him. In order for the worth and value of Jesus to really drop down into our hearts, for us to really understand how, how big he is, how important he is in our lives, we've got to do what Mary did. Mary didn't let amazement fade away, as amazement always does, right? When I was a kid, how amazed I was. Now I'm not quite so amazed when I look up at a star full of skies on a Christmas Eve night. Amazement always fades away. But Mary didn't just say, oh, well, I know amazement's going to phase away. Wonder's going to phase away. We're going to move on from here, and it's going to be the day after Christmas, and the day after that, and the day after that. And before you know it, we're going to be right back to the normal way that we live, grumpy. <laughs> Mary didn't do that. Mary says, I'm going to treasure these things, and I'm going to ponder them in my heart. Now, those two words, unlike the word amazement, do not appear very often in the New Testament. In fact, uh, one of the words only appears here. In the whole New Testament. The other word appears in a few other places, but it always indicates something positive. It's never used in a negative sense. To treasure up something in your heart is to literally to guard it, to protect it. Uh, think about what you do with the things you value most. You guard them, you protect them. Uh, you may even have a, a, you know, a special box in your house called a safe where you put those most valued things in there and you lock it. And only you have the key and only, maybe only you know the combination. That's what it means to treasure something. What was it that Mary treasured? These things, it says. She treasured the words that the shepherd had brought her. And here's something for everybody in the room tonight. Mary had the living word in her for nine months. Mary gave birth to the living word and laid the living word in a manger that night, but even Mary needed the written word, the spoken word of God, to help her understand the full value of the baby that she had just born. And y'all, if Mary needed the word of the Lord to explain to her the value so that she could treasure it up and ponder it, do you think you do? And do you think I do? What God gave the shepherds was a message. It was a very simple message. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Don't, don't you know that the shepherds shared that with Mary? And it was that sentence, I think, that Mary pondered, treasured up, guarded in her life. She kept thinking about it years after. Some people have wondered, how did Luke know this? Luke is writing, how, did, how in the world did he know Mary pondered this? Old church tradition says Mary told her, told him. Old church tradition says when Luke went to write his gospel, one of the first people he interviewed was the mother of Jesus. Years and years after, long after Jesus had died and you know, been raised and ascended up into heaven, Luke sat down with Mary and said, Mary, tell me about that night. And Mary was able to give a recounting. Maybe she's even the one that gave the exact words of the shepherds to Luke. Unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ, the Messiah, the Lord. I mean, in that sentence is packed everything you need to know about theology, Christology, and 
anthropology and all the ologies that you'll ever need to study. Right there. That God sent his son in the lineage of David, meaning God had been working on this plan for a long, long time. Thousands of years. And here comes his son to save the world from their sins. Mary needed a savior. We need the savior in the same way Mary does. One day that baby would grow up and that baby would have to die on a cross. Why would such a horrible thing happen? Because somebody had to take my place and your place underneath the judgment of God. We've sinned against God. We haven't treasured up God's words. In fact, we've done the opposite, right? We've treated God's words so cheaply, so cheaply. Isn't that right? And yet Jesus, the living word of God, would die a cursed death on a cross so that an unfaithful person like me and an unfaithful person like you could be accepted and brought into God's family. Do you see why Mary treasured that message? She didn't just treasure it, she pondered it. I love that word. This is the one that's used a few other times in the New Testament, always in a good way. Sometimes it even refers to how two kings might get together and have a conference before going to war, like to try to make a treaty of peace. It's a word that means to have an official meeting so that you can have an official conversation with someone else. Think about what that means. Mary not only treasured the message of Jesus as Savior of the world, Mary had an ongoing conversation in her heart with that message. She pondered it. She talked to herself about it. She talked to her God about it. Probably she even talked to her son about it as he grew up. When he was a grown man, she probably had many conversations with Jesus. Mary, Mary had a summit, we say. When leaders meet together, we call it a summit. And I want to tell you tonight, the biggest thing that you need at Christmas is a summit with your maker. Do you understand what I mean by that? A summit with your maker. A meeting where the message that he has spoken once for all to this world, a message of grace and a message of mercy, could be something that you could personally, in your heart, engage with. Receiving all the encouragement and goodness that that message gives you, but also yielding all the obedience and love and faith and repentance that that message calls out of you. That's a summit. Mary started it, and in some ways she was the first lady of the Christian New Testament church, you know. She laid a foundation of faith on that first Christmas night that you and I, if God would give us the grace, could follow and, and do just like she did in, her, in our lives. I want to tell you all, many people wonder at Jesus. They're amazed, especially this time of year. You walk through Walmart and... The deepest theology is coming through the loudspeakers. And you think everybody done got saved, right? <laughs> but we know that's not true. But we know that a lot of people just get that little hit of amazement that fades a little bit over time at Christmas time. But then it's gone. Then it's gone. Two or three months from now, God will be far away from most people's thoughts. What you and I need is to treasure, to guard to protect 
to have a summit, an internal conversation with the Lord. Think about it. But Mary treasured these things and pondered them in her heart. Can the same thing be said of you tonight? Can it be said of me? Everybody wondered, but only Mary treasured. Only Mary pondered. And that's what a true Christian is, someone who's following in those same footsteps, treasuring and pondering that, God, you have sent a Savior according to your promise to save me from my sins because I needed Jesus to die for me. Amen? Amen. Would you join me as we pray?